Mr. Shirley Connor, a.k.a. Ho K Fabe here on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. We got a lot of news to catch up on. News on NXT going to USA Network. What is the deal? Is it going to be live? Two hours. What the hell is Vince McMahon going to have involved with? Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about the intriguing controversy about Jordan Grace and, well, rather specifically, Jim Cornette. And why the hell he's getting so much hate lately? John Moxley officially out of AEW All Out, but instead, we got a more interesting opponent for Kenny Omega this coming August 31st for All Out. Speaking of which, what's with update on John Moxley? How long is he going to be out for? And we're going to do a full previews, picks, and predictions for AEW All Out later on the show. Plus, could the NXT AEW Wednesday Night War end up hurting SmackDown on Fox in the long run? Plus, is WWE not releasing talents anymore? All this, or some other stuff in between, on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And now, OK Faye presents the Random Wrestling Podcast. I have been waiting a long time to say these words, and I'm going to say them right here, right now, tonight. Your number one source for all pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist. Where in the hell did Randy Orton come from? He snapped a metal crutch in half. Hey, in the middle. Is. How you doing, man? Yeah, good to see you. All right, yeah, you wear your little thing. You're looking like a blind nun. All right, hey, do me a favor. Park the rock truck. What is going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor, a.k.a. Okay, babe, here. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for tuning back into the show. Episode 95 of the Random Wrestling Podcast, your source for the latest news, rumors, gossip headlines in the world of professional wrestling. You guys know me. I'm Connor, a.k.a. Okay, babe. Let's hope and pray. Let us all gather together in a circle, holding hands. Let's hope and pray that this podcast and this week's episode does not, does not, I repeat, does not crash and burn like the unfortunate circumstances I've had in the last couple of streams. Uh, man, not uh, not uh, having the best of luck when it comes to technological advances in the podcasting scene, but thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we're going to talk interesting stuff as we talk <laughs> Destiny got Sean Spears for the Haywire taping grinning face. Wow, interesting. Thank you, Spaz, for kicking things off with that $2 Canadian Super Chat donation. Destiny getting in that Sean Spears. Interesting stuff. Thank you so much for dropping that $2 Canadian Super Chat donation. But I know we got a lot of things to talk about. It's interesting because the last week's show that was supposed to be episode 95 uh, got cut off way too early. And then, of course... We, uh, well, the, the thing that, um, the thing that, that we end up, we're going to be talking about, or the theory, the speculation got confirmed, NXT moving to USA Network, uh, starting on the 18th of September, so less than a month, just in time for a good old-fashioned Wednesday night war between AEW and NXT. We got a lot of stuff revolving around all that. The NXT deal, we'll talk about Vince is his involvement, what's the rumor about his involvement, is the show going to be live? Like, just so many interesting details. And, of course, stuff on the AEW side. Ticket sales about AEW. Some interesting stuff about them trying to prevent ticket scalpers uh, from getting involved, which I thought was a very interesting little read. We'll talk about that, too. Plus, this whole thing with Jim Cornette being hated on on social media. Huge changes, of course, to AEW All Out with John Moxley out 
Pac is in, is going to be in for the long run, or is a one-time thing. We're going to talk about all that stuff a little bit later on. But, of course, you guys with the routine love to hear your thoughts on all this stuff when it comes to the great stuff in pro wrestling. So hit me up in the comments. Hit me up on the chat and social media. Twitter at OKFabe. Always love live tweet with you guys as well. Facebook, Instagram, all that fun jazz in the description box below. If you guys want to get some cool merch, head over to our store at represent.com. Of course, link is in the description. The new OK Fabe guy and girl shirts available now. Of course, Patreon, you get to come some cool bonus goodies. Just posted uh, well, a little while back, we reposted the rebooking of WrestleMania 4 tournament. If you guys want to get your ears and eyeballs on that, go check it out for as little as a dollar a month and some other cool goodies in between. The OK Fabe show will be returning in less than a week. I know it says two weeks up there, but it'll be available September 2nd. And if you guys can do the math, that's a Monday. Interesting. I don't usually post on Mondays. That's, that's a weird thing in and of itself. Huh. Like something new and different is happening with channel and programming weird huh just weird how things work out that way and of course as you heard from spaz phoenix's awesome donation earlier you guys can donate <laughs> love the loud b-r-r-r-r-r-r-o-c-k lesnar donation nxt is fucking canada enjoy my american friends and we'll talk about that as well spaz thank you for dropping that five dollar canadian super chat donation and uh as you just heard spaz phoenix can, uh, has donated already and you guys can too Streamlabs super chat links are both enabled if you guys want so hit the link in the description help support the stream help support your favorite content creator and favorite podcaster so i can keep doing this stuff for you guys that i love so very very much Whew, man, and let's give some love to the chat real quick because I know you guys are like filing in in droves right now. Let's see what we got here. Um, we got Spat. Of course, we know Spat Phoenix is. Yeah, we got Jerk. We got Red Enigma twenty three. We got Sean Gordon. We got Irish Dave Doltry in the chat. I don't know why I just turns even sound Irish. It was just uh, Sean Gordon. We've got uh, Daniel Price. I love. Uh, ooh, he came to see me strip cut. Was it singles? But time. Listen, you drop him, so will I. That. It's a bad, bad joke. Anyway, uh, Michael Mergur, oh, sorry, Munger in the chat. Zach Connor, what's going on, Zach? We got, of course, Vintage Dream. What's going on, Vintage? My boy, Heel Steve in the chat. Go get check out his predictions on AEW All Out. Uh, that's over on his channel. Go give Steven some love. And, of course, Spaz Phoenix also. His stuff as well. And, yeah, we'll be talking about the Canadian deal over in uh, for NXT and how they're getting, um, getting poontined up the bootay. That's for sure. But, um... A lot of craziness. Hope you guys are having a great week. I know it's been, uh, I know I haven't been as consistent as I'd like to have been. I, a lot of things going on at home. Most part is all good. Nothing too alarming, nothing too crazy. It's just, uh, you know, with the family and kids and still working at the, at the new job I'm at now and uh, attempting to go to school. I'm still trying one last ditch effort uh, to get into school. I'm not sure if that's actually going to be happening unfortunately but we got to see how things play out when it comes to scholarships and tuitions that damn it always comes down to this you know so um i'm making arrangements if it doesn't work out so and, and I'm, i i interviewed actually recently for a radio position in boston uh so there's a lot of just a lot of interesting things going on at the same time so it's just um it's crazy it's hectic but it's all good it's just i, I haven't had a chance to sit down and focus on the okay fabe side of my life as much as I want to. So for those of you who have uh, been patient and understanding, muchas gracias for patience that one. But let's talk about all this craziness that's gone on with NXT and AEW. I feel like Raw and SmackDown is almost an afterthought at this point in time, but geez. But um, let's get let, let's get that thing out of the way here and let's do um, let's talk about the the huge news that came in this week. And, and really, 
I think it's arguably to say it is the biggest news because of NXT moving to, to the USA Network, you know, and it's funny that this is something that is has been revered by fans and also uh, loathed at the same time. It, it's so funny to see such a mixed reaction of things online when this comes to this big news of, you know, starting on the, eight, I think it's, it's the 18th, right? Let me just make sure I got my dates right here because... And you know me, I, I, I do my due diligence before I do these shows. September 18th, um, NXT moving to USA Network, 8 p.m. time slot, two hours. So not only is NXT moving to primetime cable or you know major cable network, but also it's going to be an additional hour on top of that. Combine that with the fact that after actually finding this out, because this is one of my bigger questions, was uh, it will be live. Now, I, I could be mistaken, and you guys can, of course, let me know on social media, the chat, and all that fun jazz. That, you know, it could be like a taped environment. They say it's like, like SmackDown was like, but I, I don't think it's the case. I think they said they're going to emanate live every week from Full Sail University. Perhaps, um, perhaps maybe some other instances. I don't know. I'm curious how it's going to work with takeovers. Uh, but every single Wednesday night on USA Network at 8 p.m. 8 to 10, the NXT, which of course is the exact same time frame that AEW, uh, on TNT will be airing on Wednesday nights on TNT. So there, there, there raises a lot of questions about this. I, I know that there's a lot of, um, a lot of people concerned. Some people are worried about this and I'm going to kind of break down my thoughts about this. And of course, love to hear your thoughts as well about all this fun, uh, you know, with, with NXT moving to a two hour cable time slot. There's a lot of different factors in this and a lot of different ways you can look at it very easily and say, oh, this is a this is a horrible decision. Or this is a great decision. First and foremost, I think that at the end of the day, the number one person, who the, 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 the people who win the most are the fans at this point. Right. So despite what you think of of what is going to happen to NXT moving to USA Network, I think that this is going to be a very exciting time for pro wrestling fans because. For, for years, ever since WCW closed in 2001, and I'm comparing apples to oranges in this case, I know. But ever since WCW closed, people have said, man, we only had the Monday Night Wars like it was back in the day. And this is probably going to be the closest we're going to get to that. That is the, the This right now, with NXT and AEW going head-to-head -head every, every Wednesday night, is the closest that we're going to get as far as... Um, Oh my god! It's Braun Strowman! The monster among men is back! Connor, we're all behind you in whatever decision you make, we support it. Holy shnikes, Jurgen! Jurgen's the man dropping that $20 Braun Strowman donation. Muchas gracias, Jurgen. Thank you so much for that huge Braun Strowman like monster donation. Appreciate it big time. Thank you so much. Um, lost my train of thought here, and I but I appreciate the support either way. Even if if, if it's just a subscription or anything like that. Muchas gracias on that one, Jurgen. Holy crap! But um, now I have to kind of get back my thought, my train of thought here. So anyway, with um, you know, this is probably the closest it's going to be as far as recreating what we had in the '90s between WCW and WWF at the time. Now. There's a lot of people that are saying, well, it's very different. Of course it's different. The internet is a, is a different age, you know, day and age. We know that, um, you know, AEW is kind of the new kid on the block, and, and, and WWE is, so, is, is, is somewhat in a different direction with NXT. But I realistically think that if, if we're going to have, you know, if you were to tell me, okay, AEW is going to go head-to-head -head with WWE, 
you know, I'm not saying there's going to be a war like, oh, AEW is going to put WWE out of business. It's, it's a, they're not on even playing field here. But realistically, if I wanted to see AEW go against any brand of WWE, NXT would be the one. Because where Raw and SmackDown ratings are declining, or rather, I want to even you know, be courteous here, they're raising and peaking in valleys. NXT is a virtual unknown when it comes to its rating ability on a major network. So, And it's not like they're going to have much time to really figure it out, you know? Because we have what? I'm just looking at the calendar right now. There's literally like... <laughs> There's literally two. There's literally two weeks. There's two weeks of NXT shows on USA, and then AEW starts, and we're right into the thick of things of Wednesday night wrestling nights. Wednesday wrestling nights. WWW, which is going to make covering things on this channel a whole hell of a lot uh, harder. And uh, I'm I'm just not going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep. So Jurgen, thank you for the twenty dollar donation because that's going to go right to Monster Energy Drinks, uh, which I hope could be a sponsor because that way I can actually inject it directly into my veins so I can actually stay up and watch all this wrestling. <laughs> it's 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 going to be crazy. But again, the the one brand I would want to see go up against AEW would be NXT because it's the hottest thing that WWE has going on right now. Um. And you're really going to put it against a Monday night slot or a you know Friday night on Fox when they're just starting on Fox? No, I think this is this is the way to go. Now, there's a lot of pros and cons to this. Obviously, the pros is that you have NXT talent going up there. You have them on. I mean, to to say that NXT is a developmental brand, which is which is still technically true, it is harder to to make that argument. When now they're going to be on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. They're going to be on USA. They're going to be two hours. They're going to be live. You know, it's different when you have them tucked away on the network and being a draw factor for the network and then, you know, the takeover specials. But, I mean, it's really tough now that it's going to be a two-hour live broadcast that presumably is going to have a lot of the same mechanics that behind, like, a Raw or SmackDown is going to. Um, this obviously exposes the, exposes the talent to a lot of bigger and brighter opportunities. Um, they'll became they'll become more household names. So I, I guess if anything, this makes NXT more of an equal level brand, just generally speaking, uh, which some fans have wanted. Which I'm it's gonna make me curious to see how the network numbers do in relation to takeovers, because that's obviously what they're gonna push. Um, yeah, I, I think that you know it really depends on how they write the NXT television, which is of course another big part of this whole thing is you're adding another hour and on top of that you're going to have usa's involvement like commercial breaks and stuff of that nature and the big looming question is vince mcmahon now it's funny because this same week vince uh they did reveal uh the xfl teams you know the eight teams that will be t you know the logos and everything for the eight teams for the xfl which will be starting in february 2020 i find it very interesting that like timing wise a lot of big things are happening in less than a year than with Vince McMahon in this XFL situation. That's something else I did want to kind of touch on a little bit about, which is the there was a rumor floating around that Vince McMahon would be stepping away from WWE. Folks, I'm not trying to say this to, to, to negatively bash Vince McMahon. I legitimately mean it. I sincerely doubt that Vince McMahon would 100% at any point in time, and with all due respect, unless he passed away, would step away from the WWE. 100%. The relationship between Vince McMahon and the XFL in this time, 2020, is vastly different compared to the relationship of Vince McMahon and the XFL in 2001. Vastly different. 
Vince was a 50-50 partner in the first one. This time around, it seems like he's more of an investor. So he's still going to have a lot of, still have heavy involvement in WWE. That being said, you would hire two new executive directors for Raw and SmackDown to essentially change things up. You brought back Bruce Pritchard, which I know a lot of people may not seem as a huge move, but at the same time, kind of a biggish deal to bring him back on. SmackDown is moving to a major network that one of the biggest networks they've ever been a part of, Fox, and being part of their Friday night lineup and being involved in a $1 billion deal. NXT is now moving to USA Network live every every Wednesday night on, on, on USA Network and going head-to-head with arguably one of their major competitors in pro wrestling. That's going down in less than a year away from Vince, uh, you know, focusing on the XFL. I, I truly don't believe... He's going to be, he might like have 50-50 and might not show it a couple of Raws or a couple of SmackDowns, but I would, and I would definitely think he's going to have involvement with NXT, which I know a lot of people are very worried about. You have it as a two-hour format, so not only do you have to try to uh, maybe change things up as far as the writing goes for, for NXT, um, but you have to possibly have Vince on, on, you know, breathing down your neck a little bit. So that, that's a little... That's a little worry worry there. If Vince tries to make NXT what Raw and SmackDown is, or what or the generalization of what Raw and SmackDown is as far as the writing style and so it's it's not gonna go very well. The talent will get it over, yes. But I fear that if if, if that's the case that Vince tries to apply the same tactics to NXT on Raw and SmackDown, it's just going to be show three. It's not gonna stand out. It's going to be another show, which is going to take away, I feel like, unfortunately, the magic of NXT. At the same time, I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, the weekly NXT shows are not anything to write home about, which is up for debate. Um, But one thing I do love is the fact that it's a one-hour show that you can kind of focus on maybe not everything that's going on at the same time, but focus on enough stuff. There's just a lot of moving parts about NXT moving to USA Network on two hours that's just very... um, very curious, intriguing, and also terrifying at the same time. Um, I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say, especially those who watch the NXT Weekly Show religiously um, on the network, or at least watch enough to know, you know, what I'm talking about as far as the format change. I'm curious if you think that you know changing things up is going to be uh, more good than bad. Um, if you think, I, I think we're all in agreement that I think we, we all think that Vince maybe shouldn't be involved creatively. Um, but what you think this could mean for, you know, for NXT moving to two hours, this is a good thing. I've even heard some some crazy things as far as like, you know, because of this move, they're not even going to do any call-ups. You know? And again, like I mentioned before, why would you? You're not going to do any call-ups because arguably you could say that NXT is an equal brand now. It's two hours, USA, more or less like Raw and SmackDown. It's it's as pretty damn close as equal level playing field as about all, as about the other brands. Maybe even better, depending on your perspective of NXT versus Raw and SmackDown. Um, but you know, like there's there's not going to be any main roster call ups. I've heard that Gargano was supposed to be called up, but then this move changed, and now put on the pump on the brakes, and Gargano's staying in NXT, which some people might be overjoyed to hear. And of course, the other big part of it is is hearing the fact that well, they're doing this to, to out of spite to to combat AEW, and to to that I say, no, <laughs> I say I, I I don't believe so. 
while it is no secret that WWE can be petty in the past and, and, has, and has done very um, shady things, and while I will say that maybe the timing of the move to USA Network might fall in that category, I, I truly don't believe that's the case. Now, of course, it's been said by numerous WWE people that the reason they wanted to move NXT to USA Network was to monetize it and actually get some income from it, from the commercial revenue, and then... Um, you know, overall cable rating system with the network and strengthen the USA. Um, but for those of you who don't know, and, and some of you may already know this, some of you may not, but technically speaking, NXT loses money. Now, I don't, I didn't look into the numbers. I didn't look into the specifics, but from what I've heard genuinely, Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Genuinely speaking, uh, NXT loses money for WWE. And it's it's a it's a um it's a it's a labor of love to have Triple H you know put the performance center in there, bringing people in, but they're looking at this as a way to ultimately increase their bottom dollar. Which, and that Saudi money looks great, isn't it, pal? Come on, let's let's be real here. But um, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. We'll maybe take phone calls later on, depending on how we're rolling, um, how we're rolling along. But let's see, we got some love here in the chat right about now. I saw Gorilla Strong popping in. What's going on? Good sir. Um. Yes, Spaz also brought this up earlier with his donation about the fact that, unfortunately, unfortunately, that <laughs> Canada gets kind of screwed. So they have no way of airing NXT on the USA network or on, on their network. So they literally have to wait the next day, which is when NXT will be available on the network, uh, to watch the weekly show, which I think is redonkulous. Um, I mean, but hey, they don't even do that for Raws now. So it's it's just um, yeah. Matt the Misfit over on the chat too, saying that Raw uh, that we heard from Fightful that NXT will remain Triple H's show. I hope not. I, I mean, I hope so. I hope not. Ben Vincent. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Vin and Dream, there's no way they won't be on Canadian TV. There's still tons of time. I'm sure they will figure out some way to get them up there to you guys because, I mean, you. Vintage and, and uh, Spaz can attest to this. You know, freaking Canadian fans are, are some of the most diehard loyal wrestling fans. You're going to turn your back on them. Oh, boy. Not uh, not good. Not good. Let's see what we got here. Zach Connor W's going to put a performance center in Toronto just to apologize for not showing NXT. Like, can you imagine that? That would be, uh, yikes. That would be rough. Just like, we're going to just plop this performance center right there for you just to, Oh, you guys can't watch NXT, but you can watch the people in the performance center out from that glass window over there. You have just pay money to see. <laughs> NXT Olay same Olay and NXT Canada is going to be all lumberjacks and ice road drivers. Not true. We're going to get a wave of Mounties in Team Canada. Um, 
Vintage, I don't think they'll be in NXT Canada. Probably a tournament rumored to have Santino on board. Yes, I did see that there was a tryout recently in Canada during SummerSlam weekend. Uh, he did tease the idea of like a maybe a Canadian uh, tournament. I am all in favor of that. I think that awesome. Truth be told, uh, you know, put up a Stampede Wrestling tournament and then have the winner get a shot at the North American title. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. In my <laughs> donation time. Just concerned that NXT being the mostly wrestling show might change on TV. Thank you, Spaz, for that $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. I do agree. I, I do agree about that concern. I will say this. If Triple H is going to be remaining power and, and it's not Vince's show, and if they keep the idea of the format roughly the same um, in the two-hour span, going from one hour to two, I'm not worried. Um, because I think the storylines will be, I would say minimal, but it'll be just the right balance at least. That's what I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Uh, let's see here. Daniel Price, oh, hell no. <laughs> Flair joked that he died in a wrestling ring. Vince probably actually will. Wouldn't be surprised. Would not be surprised. Um, let's see what we got here. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, it'll be like the discount ECW wasn't just a lesser third brand that actually has the better wrestling. Yeah, Daniel, that's that's actually pretty much the point. And, and speaking of ECW real quick, I'm actually going to be doing a little bit of bonus thing over on Patreon for all the dollar patrons about my overall thoughts of the WWE CW version from 2006 to 2010. Hope I've been looking to do that for all week, but I'll be dropping my thoughts on the entire thing. And I actually will be defending it more than you think, but that's over on Patreon if you guys want to get in on that. They'll be up hopefully this week. Um, but you're right. It's going to be that, that like putting it in USA, it's like, oh, okay. Like it, you, yes, it's, it's still technically developmental, but it's harder to make that, that, uh, that proposal, you know, uh, LA Sam LA, what happens to NXT UK? I mean, it's still going to keep on going. Uh, we've got gorilla strong in the chat. What's going on? A gorilla strong. Um, let's see what we got here. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. It's better than waiting four weeks. Very good. Um, they got to sign Jim Cornette to come in as coach PC. Uh, they botched on Elijah Burke. Yeah, Daniel, dude, I'm right there with you. Uh, botching on Elijah Burke. But Steven also helps me segue into the next piece of material I wanted to talk about, uh, which is Jim Cornette. And it's interesting that Cornette, ha I mean, <sighs> you know, I'm a, pe I'm genuinely a peaceful person. Um, but like, Cornette, I mean, okay, here's the thing. <sighs> Who am I to talk about Jim Cornette, right? Let me just let me just straight off the bat, like just really start off with this. That Jim Cornette is somebody who has been in the business for decades, involved himself in a lot of different aspects of the business, manager, creative writer, um, booker, announcer, uh, commentator. He's done a, he's done a lot in wrestling. And for his contributions to the business, I have the utmost respect for him um, and what he's, what he's done and his, his mind of the business for the most part. You guys know me that I, I, I'm a generally passive person. I very rarely get into any sort of confrontation with anybody. Um, you know, if you piss me off, different story, but I, I don't go after people for their opinions. And what I'm going to say about Jim Cornette you might not, you might not like, you know, I encourage you guys to have discussions with me about things that I don't agree with. Um, I always enjoy talking to either wrestlers or wrestling personalities 
and learning their side of things because I always I, I like to keep an open mind about things. There might be aspects of the wrestling business from either a performer side or a you know commentator side or announcer or promoter that I'm always curious to hear about. You know, I did the interview with Mike Quackenbush uh, about a month or so ago, and his show "Till We Make It" is very interesting to read, and I always or listen to hear about. Even though I'm not a wrestler myself, there's aspects of it that he is able to describe versus. Like others, like when I interviewed Bill Apter for the upcoming wrestling retrospective, and Bill gives me his take on like Bruno San Martino and and all that stuff, and uh, you know it it it's I always love listening to different people's perspectives because there are different aspects of the business or different mindsets and different ways of looking at things. The reason I bring this up is because I disagree vehemently on what Jim Cornette has been saying. And this kind of goes into a bigger discussion that I really don't want to get too much involved with because I feel like it's it's a very it's a deep discussion that might require its own episode of like some other like video or or live stream or something. But it is an interesting conversation that I'm willing to respectfully have with you guys. You want to hit me up on social media or on Patreon or whatever, um, you know about about the way that the business has changed. We got Avengers fan one six seven joining us in the chat. What's going on? Um, and it, it's, it's tricky because, you know, the business has changed so much. I'm trying to find the specifics of how this all started, but essentially it, it boiled down to Jim Cornette going after, uh, or interacting with Jordine Grace. And this happened about a week ago, it looks like. And so what happened was, um, Jordine Grace tweeted out, uh, that she says, I'm 100% for calling wrestling a performance art rather than a sport. The insistence upon calling it a sport is really holding wrestling back, in my opinion. Discuss with me. And this is actually an old post from last year. Uh, but Cornette responded saying, quote, a lot easier than you have a job because I take my business seriously and don't myself present, present myself as an actor or performance artist, unlike you and your cosplay friends. Not sexist, just facts. And Sherry Martell could have kicked the shit out of you without even trying, so fuck off. Um, of course, there's a ton, this just opened the floodgates with everyone in terms of, um, people going after joining grace. And then of course he making a butterface comment, which I think is, nope, (laughs) nope, not, not a smart move. I'm just saying, even if, if, if you think it's the case, just not, uh, not smart move, but, um, It's it's easy to it's easy to go after him, and I'm not gonna say like Jim Cornette's a horrible individual or a horrible human being. Um, I'm just choosing not to follow him. And here's the deal: wrestling has changed dramatically um, in the last thirty years, right? Or uh, shoot, forty actually. 50 years, you know, you, you go back and, and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I try to learn as much about the business as I just mentioned. I'm a historian, or at least I try to be. And you see the evolution and the change of pro wrestling and what it's become. It has definitely changed. And while Jim Cornette is certainly not necessarily, um, you know, I don't want to say he's wrong about everything. I, I understand where he's coming from. But he also has to understand that the concept and the presentation of pro wrestling and what it is and what its meaning is in society has grown. 
forgot there's a takeover next Saturday. Oh, yes. Zach Connor with that $1.99 Super Chat donation. That's right. NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff is taking place on the uh, same night as AEW All Out, which we'll talk about the full uh, preview of that. But thank you so much for that $1.99 donation, Zach. Much appreciated. The, con the, the, the presentation of pro wrestling in general has changed. Right, it's not the same. Vince let the barn, you know, let the horse out of the barn decades ago. That it's it's not pro wrestling; it's sports entertainment or it's entertainment, you know, whatever. Um, kayfabe is say kayfabe's dead is um, I feel like it's too intense, but it's it's close. You know the the concept of this of 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 granting an illusion over what pro wrestling is not, and you know the the lines are blurred, and and again this is getting into a deeper discussion. But the point is, is that you know if I don't like certain things in pro wrestling, I'm not going to go out of my way to make sure that that gets destroyed and shut down. I'll give you a great example. I actually have a friend of mine from high school, high school days, who loves loves deathmatch wrestling right still appreciates the other styles and we still talk shop and all that stuff but but at the end of the day his heart is in deathmatch wrestling i don't like deathmatch wrestling there's i have my own reasons but it's just not my thing for you know but i'm not going to go out of my way to tweet out people and to to tell people go after so and so or go after this promotion because they're promoting deathmatch wrestling listen do your thing, man. You know, I, I'm more about trying to be a positive, uplifting spirit or whatever the hell I am and try to, you know. <laughs> to describe SmackDown in Toronto, I got to use my Joe Cronin voice. Time to lay the tarps. <laughs> Thanks, Matt, for the $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. Time to lay the tarps. -na 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 -na. But, you know. So Cornette, I think, is just is just he's passionate, and I, I I understand that. And if you listen to some of his other interviews in the past, you can tell how much he loved the business for what it was in the heyday, and in in some opinion, people's opinion, the the height of its glory, seventies, eighties, kayfabe still alive, and and you know making you know making money, doing all this huge success, and when you see it become, in a lot of ways, the opposite of what you love, it's easy to go right after that. You know, it's easy to 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 instantly become the old man yelling at the cloud. You know, and 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 on some level, I I can certainly understand that. But at the same time, man, it takes too much energy to hate. It really, really does. You know, and I don't know. It it, it just it just. It baffles me that Cornette would just like keep going off. And listen, at the same time, like I told, like I said, I have nothing against him specifically. I'm not gonna say, you know, uh, f Jim Cornette. If if you like Jim Cornette, you know, um, if you like Jim Cornette, more power to you. Like I said, I respect him immensely. I think he's a very intelligent individual. I think that he made a lot of contributions to the business. And I think Daniel Price actually just said it really, really well in the chat. I just mentioned, I just saw it here. He goes, I think Cornette's gripe is that so much of the business has been exposed when he came from that, from an era that tried so hard to protect it in the boys. Yep, Pandora's out of the box. Can't 
I can't agree. That's probably the best way to summarize it. It really is. But listen, maybe I'm wrong. I probably, in some ways, I probably am. You guys can let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on this. But I think that it's it's difficult for him, based off of when he was involved with the business, to see it change drastically into a very separate or different direction. I think that's really what it boils down to. Um, you know, if you like him, hey. If not, I just I choose not to follow him at this point. I'm blocking him. Who the hell am I to block Jim? You know what I mean? Like who? Like that? Just no. That makes no. <laughs> That's that's like me blocking like um I don't know that that's like me blocking Taylor Swift like I'm gonna show Taylor Swift that OK Faye blocked you on Twitter and TMZ is gonna blow up all over the place like come on let's 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 be realistic here <laughs> you know like come on um let's keep switching gears here let's keep talking about some more fun stuff let's talk about um uh yeah this is this is some interesting stuff so a couple of little tidbits here is the idea of the NXT AEW effect. We talked about that earlier with the Wednesday night, uh, wrestling, Wednesday wrestling night, uh, wrestling war. Man, easy for me to say. Holy crap. Um, a lot of people are now concerned, you know, I was mentioning this whole thing about, like, the, the, the ripple effect that a lot of these bigger decisions within the last couple of months are making in WWE or what they could do to WWE as far as the long term is SmackDown. Now, obviously, you know, we just talked immensely about NXT moving to USA, the impact it's going to have against AEW. But one thing that a lot of people are concerned over is the idea that this could have a, a negative ripple effect when it comes to SmackDown on Friday nights. Um, you know, obviously, Wednesday night is going to be the hot night for a lot of wrestling fans. Um, but now, with SmackDown moving to Friday nights, you're going to bolster a lot of... Um, arguably must see television and i mean man WWE's pumping out the brakes on everything because now think of it this way right monday night raw is gonna be three hours live you're gonna have nxt live every wednesday night on usa network and on top of that you're gonna have friday night uh, smackdown live on fox it's now we're moving into <laughs> we're moving into seven hours of live programming every single week uh spread across two different networks and for people like me who cover this stuff more than probably they should, uh, it's going to be a grueling week <laughs> um, just to, to really keep up with a lot of stuff, you know? And so people are thinking that because you're spreading SmackDown out towards the end of the week, that because people will be so burnt out from just the initial five hours of three from Raw and two from NXT, and then presumably two hours of AEW with people trying to catch up or you know channel swap or whatever, it's it's going to burn out and, and people are just going to not tune into SmackDown. And if the ratings decline, then Fox is a little bit of, uh-oh. Uh, you know, I, I, I can certainly see the argument being made for that 110%. But at the same time, I think that um, different night, different station, especially with Fox, um, is is the key factor to the whole, the whole thing. Um, you have to understand that, like, when it comes to television, yes, um, WWE is going to be the big driving force to bring that in there. But the networks are too. And, and, you know, people don't think of like network loyalty. You know, people only watch one channel or one station or one brand affiliation. And and I think that Fox has been such a monster powerhouse for so long as far as like a, you know, a major cable network. That when it comes to them moving over, I think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be as big a hit because, or I should say this. 
if the SmackDown ratings get hit, which is funny because they're moving to Friday nights the same week that AEW is starting on Wednesday nights. That's great. Um, I don't think that SmackDown's numbers are going to be negatively affected because of the Wednesday night war between AEW and NXT. I, I don't think so. I think that with the amount of money that Fox is pumping into SmackDown or giving to WWE for this major deal and WWE not being stupid, I think that I'd like to hopefully give some confidence to the fact that they'll, you know, advertise the damn thing. You know, we talked about this before about the whole Fox deal with WWE, how they're rolling out the red carpet, how they want to have a strip show. They're doing a one-hour show on FS1, which for the fun fact out there, uh, the reason that NXT went to USA Network versus the Fox Sports one was because Vince felt that the USA Network was already conditioned into wrestling and, and understood the wrestling scene versus, you know, uh, <laughs> versus Fox, where he feels like basically it would have been a better success if you were to do it on USA over on, uh, um, over on the FFS one, which I can sort of... I, I could definitely understand on that aspect because, again, we had SmackDown over on USA for so long and conditioned fans, and then from a network side, it makes sense. But I don't think that SmackDown is going to be negatively affected because of this. I Again, I can certainly make the argument, but just don't quite agree. Maybe I'm wrong because I definitely want to see, hopefully, SmackDown thrive on Fox. That would just be good news for everybody. Right? But... um. Let's talk about let's let's switch gears a little bit here back over to AEW because obviously a bunch of other pieces of news coming out of AEW is the massive change that was made to of course all out this coming Sunday. It's a week away, folks. We'll do a preview prediction in just a little bit. Uh but the big one, John Moxley is out and Pac is all out. John Moxley will no longer be facing uh, his opponent, Kenny Omega, that was scheduled for All Out on August the 31st. Instead, Pac will be making a very special appearance and taking his place to go one-on-one -on -one with the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Now, of course, this raises a ton of questions as far as what the hell is going on. Most of you probably already know the details. Unfortunately, John Moxley ca uh, caught MRSA uh, and was now, unfortunately, pulled. Um, for those of you who don't know, and I'm actually looking up the... Um, the uh, the actual definition of what MRSA is. MRSA is basically a bacteria that causes an infection in different parts of the potty. Um, of course, it is uh, tougher to treat than most strains of other staph infections uh, because it's usually you know resistant to most antibiotics. But of course, the symptoms are different depending on where it's affected. And unfortunately for John Moxley, it's affected once again in the elbow, the same elbow. To my knowledge, I don't know if it's the exact same elbow, but is going to be uh, the same area, to my knowledge, where he had elbow issues before, which made him go off of WWE television from the end of 2017 into uh, the summer of 2018, the one that he had very serious infection, in which case to the point where he almost uh, legitimately died, which is not a uh, not cool, not cool at all. Boxley uh, did make the announcement over on social media, and it was spread through wildfire, and uh, it was... Man, it just sucks. Really sucks. Uh, I said on August 23rd, quote, I, um, I absolutely gutted to have delivered the news. I'd rather have it come for me directly in a nightmare scenario. Sears Cars of MRSA has returned in my elbow. The timing could be worse. In the circumstance, I am forced to pull out the fight 831 
versus Omega at All Out. I apologize to all involved, most importantly the fans. I'm incredibly frustrated and pissed off of surgery this week to remove the bursa sack in my elbow and be done with it for good. Should be a quick recovery, so I'll be 100% for AEW Wednesday nights on TNT. Still, I expect all to be an amazing pay-per-view and hope that all the fans out there looking for alternative to tune in will be blown away by AEW and be excited to be a wrestling fan. I'm looking forward to watching as a fan myself and just simply added this effing sucks. And I can't, I mean, really it hurts. I, I feel horrible that he had, that he, that he has this. Um, I was also kind of bummed because I'll be at the AEW tapings or the live show in Boston, hoping to see him there, but it is, uh, you know, it is, it is what it is. You know, it, it just really sucks. I mainly feel bad for him. I don't, you know, I want to see anybody hurt. Uh, Meltzer did give a little bit more speculation as far as when it happened. Apparently, Moxley got the MRSA infection in his left elbow, which he picked up in Japan. You know, it's nothing to mess with. They say four weeks and he'll be okay. He'll be able to wrestle on the first AEW television show. Um, so there's still a chance he could show up um, at the first or second. And second one, he's scheduled to face Sean Spears. Um, but nothing confirmed yet. He could be out a little bit longer. We'll have to see. Um, it just sucks that he has to miss all out. But, I mean, it also could tease, um, you know, a future match with him in the, in, in the distant future. Now, of course, Pac is the other big piece of news because it didn't take long for the reports to start swimming all over the place. And almost, um, say within the hour, I, 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 was, I was at work at the time when everything broke, so I wasn't able to... Um, I wasn't able to kind of gather all the information. So the first thing I saw was um the first thing i saw was that moxley was out and i was about to make a mention and 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 notify uh and and give my thoughts on it but then when i saw almost within the hour that Pac was announced as the replacement i went oh man this should be very good now the big question a lot of people were asking is is like okay well you know Pac was scheduled to be at uh the first all-in and that fell through um there was supposed to be, you know, this whole thing with Heyman Page, and there was rumors about him being involved in the title scene, and like what the hell was going to happen with him. And now, is this meaning he's back in the long run? Unfortunately, it seems like the, the the situation, as far as what I can hear, this is a one-off at least for right now. Pac is not signed with AEW, uh, at least as far as I know. And I'm going to actually pull this up um, because I don't believe he's listed on their, excuse me, on their roster. I just want to confirm that because I think once that happened, um, he is not listed on the roster, at least full time, at least. And to my knowledge, he not to say that he will never work with AEW again. Uh, oh, no, he is. He is listed on their actual roster. Um, but as far as we know, he's not scheduled for any of the AEW on T, uh, TNT shows. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it's, as far as I know, for the time being, just a one-off. I hate saying this because I was really looking forward to Omega and Moxley, but for some reason I'm a little more interested in Pac versus uh, Omega. Um, Omega versus Pac has very little to no storyline going into it, um, but match-wise I think you're going to get a hell of a barn burner, and it's it's been a while since I've seen Pac wrestle, and so to have him and Kenny go at it, will be a treat to behold. And yes, 
We will be live right after All Out right here on the channel. So make sure you guys come back here to youtube.com slash okfaber so we can discuss all the fun stuff about AEW All Out, including that match and so many other great ones coming at you this Sunday. And it's a treat to watch for sure. And speaking of which, um, I did want to say uh, real quick, we're going to do a little bit of the previews picks and predictions for that. Of course, again, guys, if you want to help support things here hit me up on the subscribe hit up that big old thumbs up button and of course download us on all the major podcasting platforms on itunes google play spotify stitcher radio uh for those of you who don't know we did switch up our rss feed so for those of you who are listening on an audio format we're still working on converting onto a new um a new hosting site which is anchor.fm uh we switched that over because uh, well, greatest Podbean was Anchor is a little bit more, a little bit more user friendly, and I do like them overall compared to uh, a Podbean just a little bit more. So we are switching over the RSS feed. So if you see a little bit of a mess up with certain pieces here and there, there's your answer why. But uh, we're hoping to have everything all smoothed out by next week, especially with the return of the OK Fabe show on September second. So um, again, no longer on on Podbean. We're on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. Still the same links, still the same sites, just the feed's a little bit messed up, so I apologize. But let's talk AEW All Out. Let's talk about the card real quick as we wrap up this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Talk about the um, the interesting matches. We got th- we got two matches taking place on the kickoff show, which I believe... Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the, the kickoff show here. Oh, I don't think they gave the actual name of it. I thought they did. Sure, someone will tell me in the chat if I'm, I've got this wrong. But I could have sworn I saw the name of the pre-show. Buy-in. There we go. Like trying to trying to figure the name here, but yes, um, the buy-in will be, of course, the hour pre-show that features two matches. We have Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans, and of course, the 21-woman Casino Battle Royal. The winner will receive a match for the inaugural AEW Women's World Champion, which is scheduled for the very first debut of AEW on TNT, October 2nd. Um, Now, the interesting thing is that this matchup says that it's a 21-woman Casino Battle Royal, but they don't mention who's in there or who the the match is going to be against. And it's one winner, supposedly. So I noticed that Brandy Rhodes was listed as one of the participants. We also have Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Ali, Teal Piper, uh, Ivelisse, Jazz, Big Swole, Sadie Gibbs, and 12 other opponents that we don't know yet. question, of course, I have is who's the opponent going to be? I thought the way that Brandy Rhodes has been tweeting on social media that she would be the one and she would not be in the Battle Royal. It would be like, well, you're going to face Brandy Rhodes at... Um, at uh, AEW and TNT, and the winner of that match becomes world champion. But if she's in the in the battle royal, maybe not. I don't know. I think that if you're gonna go with anyone, I think that my money's gonna go on Nyla Rose. I just think she's been getting a lot of momentum lately, as far as what I've been seeing on social media. Maybe Britt Baker, but if if definitely not those two, Brandy Rose at the top of the list. But I have a weird feeling that there's Sort of weird switcheroo with her, but it, it's really battle royals are hard to tough. But I want to know like who the other opponent is and what the match is going to be like, or if it's like a last two face off. Like that detail is still a little weird, elusive to me, so it's hard to make it a solid prediction. But between Private Party and Angelico and Jack Evans, I'm going to probably give this one to 
private party, mainly because we know private party is going to be facing the Young Bucks in a couple of weeks on AEW on TNT. Uh, so what better way to get some momentum in the tag team division getting ready for a match against the Young Bucks than to have them win against Angelico and Jack Evans? It seems to make the most sense to me. Um, let's see here. Now we're moving into a couple of these other matches here. And uh, we got TSS2 also joining in the chat. What's going on, TSS2? Um, what else we got here? Just give me one second. Um, catch up on here. Perfect. Yeah, the buy-in. Yeah, thank you. Um, for the main card, we got Rio versus Hikaru, uh, Hikaru Shida, which I'm probably butchering at least half these names at this point. Tough call. Um, I'm going to... Ah, oh, man. Rio. I'm going to go with Shida for some reason. I don't know why. Don't give me any sort of... No logic whatsoever in this one, but I'm going to say go with Sheeta to get the win here on this one. Uh, Three-way matchup, we got Darvin uh, Allen versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc. Um, this one is, of course, a fun little romp. I think this one's probably going to be the, one of the crazier matches. I think this one is also going to be a... Um, I think this one will be a sleeper match that I think a lot of people will be like, holy crap, this match was so much better than we thought. Got to go with my boy Joey Janela on this one. Like a lot of, I, I got to go with Janela. Um... Best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta versus The Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Winners will receive a first-round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Title Tournament. I'm going to go with The Dark Order on this one. Dark Order did make their debut a couple of months ago. They interfered in that match afterward, in the tag team match afterwards. I'm going to go with Dark Order. That gives them a real... because And plus, they're heels. Heels getting a tournament bye is kind of a thing. So I'm going to go with The Dark Order to get the, the victory here over Best Friends. Of course, now we got the big matches here. Of course, the first one is uh, got the Lucha Brothers defending the AAA World Tag Team titles, Escalera de la, de la Muerte, which, of course, is a ladder match against the Young Bucks. Um, this one's tough, and a, a lot of people were panicking. I was panicking on social media. There was a little bit of rumbling that Ray Phoenix might have gotten hurt. Um, not the case. Ray apparently is confirmed to be good to go. But uh, and I was sweating. I'm like, man, just <laughs> not already lost John. We don't we need to lose Ray Phoenix too. Um, I think if we're going to do a matchup between these two teams, <sighs> tough call. I would have to go with, ah, damn. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with, with, with the Lucha Brothers to retain. I think that this puts over the AAA titles very well until we get them involved in the tag team title tournament. Uh, I don't know if the Bucks are going to be involved in the tag team title tournament. I would hope, I would assume they would be. Um, but honestly, and, and this is no disrespect to either teams, I also don't care because I think these two teams are just going to crush it again just like they did the last time. But if I had to pick the two, yeah, I'd go with, I think I'd go with Lucha Brothers. I think I'd go with the Lucha Brothers that way. And it's a tough call, though. Um, let's see what we got here. Um, let's see. Oh, I almost lost my train of thought here. Whoa, there we go. Um, Cody versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard at ringside. I love the story they're telling with this one. Um, I love MJF being so pissed off about everything and, and just love MJF. And um, this one... It's got to... I, I got to pick Sean Spears. I, I think that anybody who doesn't pick him... Um. 
Yeah, it, it just makes the most sense. It elevates him, makes him look like a million bucks. I love the story they've been telling on the road to All Out. I love Tully Blanchard. I love that he's involved. I love how they say the Rhodes and the Blanchards haven't got along. It's just, it's it's such a great storytelling with the steel chair from Double or Nothing and just, oh, such great emotion. And uh, I can't wait to see Sean Spears versus MJF in the future. But I think for now, I think Sean's going to get the victory over Cody here to make Sean more strong so that he can start working with other talent. Like MJF, they're putting them up. Pac versus Kenny Omega. Very tough call. Um, I think that makes the most sense is to have Kenny get the win here uh, because obviously, like I mentioned, Pac is a one-off, at least for right now. We have no future tentative plans for Mr. Pac. But, um, but man, it's tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my guts here and, and stay with with um I, I'm gonna stick with my gut here and say that Kenny's gonna get the win here just because Pac is not around long term right now. Could be, but for right now I'm gonna I'm gonna safe bet it here and say Kenny Omega can get the victory here, especially considering Kenny got the loss last time against Jericho. Given the victory here seems to make sense, right? Right, right. And finally, main event. Main event is for the AEW World Championship, the inaugural one. It's going to be between Chris Jericho and Adam Hangman Page. Now, I think that based off of what we saw at Double or Nothing, and that there is still a brouhaha between MJF and Adam Page, I would not be in the least bit surprised if we saw Adam Page get screwed over by MJF because he said very clearly at Double or Nothing that he was screwed over and deserved that title and all that stuff. I think that makes the most sense. Jericho also becoming the first champion also to me makes the most sense. It's nothing against Page, but you look again at that whole roster I'm not saying that Paige isn't over. I'm not saying that Omega isn't over. I'm not saying that the Cody isn't over. I'm not saying that the Bucks aren't over. But the most name-recognizable talent, entire roster, is Chris Jericho. He is arguably the biggest household name on the roster right now. I'm not saying this that I hate Paige or that he doesn't deserve the world title or he's not going to win it. I think he's going to be a great baby. Honestly, it's funny. Um, someone mentioned earlier in the chat, they said, like, you know, if, if Tully's going to be in, in John Spears' corner, maybe Magnum TA should be in uh, Cody's. I attest Adam Hangman Page a lot to Magnum TA. I don't think it's, it's not going to matter of – I don't think it's a matter of if he's going to win the world title. It's a matter of when. I just don't think it's going to be tonight. I think Jericho with the whole idea of thank you and your welcomes and all that stuff and, and really being just a great heel character, you put the belt on him, got the name recognition, he's got the heel heat. The second someone beats him for the title, it's off to the frequencies. That's my predictions. I think Jericho is still walking out the first ever AEW. And you know he's not going to let you forget, not, you know, forget it. So... With that, we're going to wrap up here, and I'm going to talk to you guys in real quick again, real fast on the predictions on All Out. So, of course, we got Private Party over Angelico and Jack Evans. I'm going to go with uh, Nyla Rose in the Women's Battle Royal. Uh, Sheeta over Rio in the uh, women's matchup. Uh, I'm going to go with Joey Janela winning the Triple Threat. I've got 
Sean Spears winning against Cody. I've got the Lucha Brothers over the Young Bucks. The Dark Order over Best Friends. I got Kenny Omega over Pac, and I got Jericho winning the first AEW World Championship. But that's just my opinion, guys. I want to hear what you guys have to say. What do you guys think of all this stuff from AEW All Out? What do you guys think of the news of NXT going head-to-head with AEW on Wednesday nights? The ramifications, the Jim Cornette stuff, all that fun stuff. Let me know. Hit me up in the comments. Hit me up on social media, Twitter, and all that fun stuff. Check out our t-shirts. Check out the Patreon. Check out all the cool stuff, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 95 of the Random Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you guys next week as we cover All Out. Full review right after the show for episode 96 of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And we'll talk a little bit more about what the heck's going to happen the OK Fave Show. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I appreciate the continued love and support. Take care, and as always, take it easy.